You're listening to the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast, where we focus on taking your passion and turning it into your profits. Join us for interviews with business experts, industry influencers, and more. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Next Generation Cheer and Gymnastics Owners Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about three things you must be doing right now to get ready for next all-star season and have it be the best season it possibly can be. Before we get into the episode, make sure you've headed on over to NG Cheer and Gymnastics Owners on Facebook. If you are an owner of your gym, request to join that group. Make sure you answer the membership questions. That'll get you approved faster, uh, showing that you own your gym. That is just for gym owners. Those are the people that we have in that group. If you are a coach or a manager or someone else in your facility, uh, make sure you check out our All-Star Cheer Coaches Facebook group. We have a ton of great content in there as well. There's been a lot of really good questions being asked um, and some excellent advice going out. And lastly, head over to our website. Make sure you go to uh, nextgenowners.com, join uh, our mailing list to get our blogs and all of our free information that we are sending out regularly to help you grow your business. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with someone who would get something great out of it as well. Uh, We need to be sharing knowledge to build the industry we want to build and really make the next generation of competitive cheerleading, gymnastics, and the after-school industry. All right, everyone. So we are going to be talking about three things you absolutely must be doing right now to get yourself ready for next season, to get yourself ready for the next all-star season. And uh, this came up because it's a frequent question from people uh, that are clients. It's something that I'm working on right now. It's something that literally all of the next gen owners are working on in our own facilities is we're working on this stuff that I'm going to be telling you about right now to help set yourself up for success. And, uh, this might be a little bit of a longer episode as I kind of go through some of the details and I apologize. Uh, I'm doing another record while driving episode. Uh, I've been traveling and doing some choreography and routine cleanup for our local teams who uh, use me to do their choreography and next weekend is our high school state and then the weekend after that is our youth teams uh, like recreational team state so I was in the car for five hours yesterday uh, and so I had a lot of time to think of the episode and now I'm recording it as I continue my trek so uh, thank you for uh, for joining us thank you for listening and let's get into all of the great content so again, I, I was thinking about this because it's what we're working on and it's a question that is frequently asked and it's just such an important thing to be planning for now. And I know that seems crazy because we're essentially in the heart of the competitive season. Like this is the month where I'll be at cheer sport nationals, I'll be at NCA nationals. Like after next weekend, I am traveling non-stop between traveling for competitions, traveling for next-gen and doing some things. I'm literally going to be on um, six different planes in the next in this month alone. So it's a really busy month. So why are we adding to that plate and adding in all of the stress of getting ready for next season? And it's because right now people are shopping. Uh, people are looking for what they're going to do next year if they're an established competitive athlete. Now, am I saying that we want to be out there promoting it? 
uh, because we're trying to recruit from other gyms. No, I'm not. I'm actually not saying that at all. But what I am saying is your clients are also shopping right now. They're looking for what is the best plan for them. And it very well may be that they want to be in your gym. But if you're not giving them the information about what next season's gonna be like, then you're really not gonna be getting them uh, excited to join your program and they could get swayed by someone else. So the three things you need to be doing right now is number one, you need to be building uh, your packet. And within your packet, you need to be clearly listing out your various offerings and what those provide. And then from there, after we have our packet, we need to be working on our budget. Now those two kind of go hand in hand, but you can start working on your packet before you finalize your budget. So number two is building your budget for the next competitive season. And you guys, this is a huge one. Um, and then number three is determining and clearly communicating what your tryout process is going to be and what your season is going to look like to your clients. Um, and actually, I'm gonna take that a step further. The third one really should be uh, that you are creating a way for people to sign up early to try out with your program, to register early. That's really number three. What I was saying was number three really goes into number one. So um, we're, gonna, we're gonna ignore that. Uh, so we're going to make sure that we are making it possible for people to register for our program. All right, so number one is, is building our packet. And what goes into building our packet? Well, a ton, right? Uh, a ton goes into building your packet. The first thing you need to look at and sit down and decide with uh, just yourself, if you're the only owner, um, with yourself and your parents, if you uh, wanna factor in their thoughts and feelings with yourself, your parents, and your staff, these are all people to consult because they're stakeholders in this decision-making process. And the first thing you need to look at is what do you want your season to look like? Do you want this to be a highly competitive season? Do you want this to be a season full of travel and, and big nationals and huge end of season events? Or do you want this to be a more laid back season? Or do you want this to be a season that is focused on uh, you know, creating experiences for athletes, doing things like going to a residential summer camp or doing things where you travel to a unique place. You know, you go to one of the Spirit Network's uh, out of the country events, you know, helping your athletes become world travelers. There's a lot of different ways you can put together your season uh, that are not just necessarily the industry standard way. So how do you want your season to look? And that could actually vary by program. Uh, what we're starting to see right now, and uh, Shelly was talking to us about it, and the more she talked to us about it, the more I've been thinking about it, is we've always had, well not always, for the past few years, we've had two different offerings. We've had our classic offering, which is our offering that allows kids to participate in cheer at a reduced expense. It's not as uh, pricey of a cheerleading experience. They don't really travel. They stay fairly local. Uh, we do varsity events uh, because that's what's in our area, but they compete mostly novice. Well, they do compete novice, not mostly. They compete novice. It's kind of a lower stress and we call it classic because it is what cheer started out being when I started coaching and was even participating in all-star cheer way back in the day where it was to compete, but 
we weren't really trying to go anywhere beyond a local, we went USA Nationals in Anaheim was our like big event. And we wanted to get back to that kind of root of cheerleading being about building relationships and having fun and learning the sport. And then we've always offered from that to elite. Now some people have a prep in there, which is great. Prep has never really been our bread and butter. Uh, we haven't done it. We've had a couple prep teams over the years, but we haven't had a prep team for a while uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, but we just haven't had one. And then the next jump was from our classic was to our elite. And our elite teams were all essentially treated the same. It was everyone is going for end of season bids uh, and it, highly competitive, hard to make teams. And that has served us well for a while, but since post COVID, we're seeing kind of a, a shift in some mentality with some kids and they're not all as in it to win it. And with the new rubric and with the new score sheets, we really need athletes to be all in and fully committed if we're gonna be spending all this money to travel to other locations and make people fly across the country, everyone should be at least on the same sheet of music in terms of level of commitment, attending practices, keeping skills up, those things. So one of the things Shelly has talked about is she's kind of creating her, uh, her premier teams, which are really her her travel teams, and then she has her standard elite. So she has she's gonna do a novice classic whatever program, she's gonna do a prep program, she's gonna do a elite program, and then she's gonna do a premier program. And that premier program is kind of the top tier financial investment, uh, more practices, more of the everything. And I think this is genius, right? She has, uh, further made it doable within her program for families to afford cheer and kind of graduate up their com competitive experience. And I, I doubly think it's genius because we're creating opportunities for athletes to participate, even participate competitively without burning them out on uh, going to Disney World every single year, which for us, coming from the West Coast, it's hard to get flights for less than $300. And then they just keep raising the price of the event because Disney is raising their prices and everyone raises their prices. I think this year we're looking at like almost $800 for four nights and at one of the resorts. And that, yes, it includes your hotel and yes, it includes your registration at the competition and yes, it includes a park hopper pass. So if you look at all those things, it's not a crazy bad deal, but it still is a lot of money. And then when you factor in that a lot of athletes travel with their families, so mom and dad comes, and if they have siblings, then siblings come. So now families are looking at spending five, six, seven thousand dollars to go to these end of season events, and then the next year they can't join the program because they spent more than it costs to cheer in your season for an entire year going to one singular event. So creating those opportunities I think is really important. And so as you're envisioning and imagining what do you want your program to look like? What do you want your offerings to be? You need to figure that out first before you're really building your packet. That is the number one thing to know is what does cheering in your program look like and what are the different ways to get involved? All right, from there, as you build your packet, you need to have a plan for what is your tryout process? How does that look? And you need to clearly communicate that to parents. 
uh, you need to make sure that it's listed out and that they understand what's going on. You know, the things that your package should in include are, this is who we are, this is what cheering in our program looks like, these are key critical dates that you need to know. I, we put out in our packet at the beginning of the season, so in February, we put out what our choreography dates are, we put out our gym closures, like the ones we know are happening so people can plan vacations. Uh, we put out our, uh, our camp dates, we put out uh, any key dates like Summit, like Worlds, we put all those things in the packet so people know on the front end all of those dates, they can get them in their calendar and they can be on top of it. So we find that to be really important. I recommend that you write all those dates out and you include them in your packet. We also are gonna always include information about you know, our, our rules, our expectations, you know, what does joining our program mean for you and your family? What level of commitment is that? And from there, it's just pretty general. We don't go into crazy detail. I know people have packets where they have 18, 19, 20 pages. You're putting out too much content in my opinion. It, you should not be putting out a packet that is more than five pages long um, in terms of, or five topics long. You may have a couple extra pages because you may include your like rules and guidelines in there, but even if you can make those more succinct um, and cover that stuff later when people join, like your packet is what, it's a sales product. The goal is to communicate what you are, what you're doing, what you're offering, and get people excited to be a part of it. So including a bunch of things like rules and regulations, uh, beyond just clear basic expectations, are uh, it's a deterrent, and people are gonna skip over it. Now, should you include things like what your attendance policy is? Yes. Should you include things like you know, when are they gonna pay certain things? How are things billed? Do they, we do tuition on the first of the month and then assessments on the 15th of the month. Uh, what kind of different payment structures are there? Do you have a pay in full option or those kind of things? So communicating some of that stuff is really important, uh, but don't go into the weeds and put your 18 page rules and guidelines in your packet. Have that be a part of when they are like joining the team after tryouts, they're all pumped and excited, have them go through those documents and initial those things and agree to all of those different agreements. All right, I don't even put my financial agreement in that contract. You need to have a financial agreement, you need to have an all-star contract, but in order to register for tryouts, I don't even have that portion of it because I don't wanna to get too deep into the weeds. And for us, we do have people that come and try out and they get their level placement and they go, you know what, not for us this season. That's okay, then I haven't wasted a bunch of time figuring out all their paperwork and all that stuff. Once they are like committed and we have our athlete signing day, we have them fill out all the financial agreements. So athletes sign and join their team and accept their placement on their team and parents sign all of their financial agreements and everything like that. So that's how we work it. Again, you can structure it however you want. There isn't a one size fits all. You have to determine what's best for your program, what's best for your business. You don't need to just do it the way that I do it or the way that Shelly does it because that's the way that we do it. We've found ways for it to be profitable and there are some things that I think are non-negotiable like build your packet and make it be clear and communicative. Uh, that is kind of a non-negotiable thing. But from there, you have some flexibility. You have a way to make it yours and personalize it. All right, so 
build your packet, build your experience, and get that out. And when you get that out, it is so important that you are building a way for people to get your packet that allows you to capture some sort of information from you. You want there to be a little bit of an exchange because people will take your packet and then forget to join or get distracted. You know, I'm sure if you've done this the way we do it, you get people opting in for your packet like four or five, six times and you're like, it got, like, you've got it. You don't need to opt in again. but people do it anyways because they lose the email or they delete the email or they forget about it and they think they need to go through the same process. But you wanna be capturing people's information, whether that's names, whether that's phone numbers, you wanna make sure that you're capturing that information so you can continue to engage with them, so you can continue to get them information and encourage them to register for your program. All right, so after you've built that, and if you're an academy client, your coach can walk you through exactly how we recommend doing that. Uh, We don't have time to go over that on the podcast, but make sure you have a way to capture information from people. You don't just wanna put the packet on the website so anyone can download it without you finding out who's interested. All right, so from there we need to set our budget. We need to determine our budget. Now, do you need to have your full cost sheet budget done to release your packet? In my opinion, no, you don't. Uh, Can you? Yes, absolutely. But I don't think it is a be all end all that you have all of the financials, everything fully dialed in and figured out to release your packet. Is it great to do? Yes. Is it gonna be a frequent question you get from people? Yes. Do we always try to have our budget built and out and people understand when we release our packet? Yep. We didn't last year though. Why didn't we last year? Because we knew that prices of competitions were really gonna change and we were having a hard time reading the tea leaves, so we needed a little more time to do some research. We had to set some choreography things. We had to set a few more things up and just budget a few things that were taking a little bit longer. And we didn't wanna wait to release the informational packet uh, just to wait for the Kashi. Now, if you can have it done and you can have it set and you can be confident with it, then absolutely put them out there together at the same time. But it is not the be all end all to to releasing the packet. So don't let that be the deterrent of why you haven't released information and allowed people to start either uh, expressing interest and or even registering. You'd be surprised how many people will register not having the, the cost sheet. Now, is that gonna be mostly your current clients? Yeah, it will be. Uh, You're not gonna get a ton of outside people registering without knowing what the costs are, but your current clients, especially if you say, look, we're gonna try and keep the cost sheet pretty similar to what it was last year. Uh, There may be a little bit of an increase due to inflation, but we're gonna do our best to keep things as as close to what it was before. Uh, You're gonna see people registering almost right away. So how do we build the packet, right? What are we doing to put this packet, or not build the packet, how do we build our budget? Um, Well, it's very complex. Uh, Building your budget is not the easiest thing in the world to do, and this can quite literally make or break your business. If you do not build your budget correctly, and you don't make sure it aligns with the things that you said you were going to deliver in your packet, and you don't set yourself up for financial success, then you very likely could find yourself in a position where your all-star program is costing you money, which is absolutely not where you need to be. You could be in the position I was in in my second year as a gym owner where we were getting ready to register for a competition and we literally didn't have the money in the bank account. 
and we were trying to figure out how we were going to deliver on this last final competition because we had done our math wrong and we didn't have the $125 per athlete that we needed to have. So we had to figure out how to make that work and it sucked and it was a financial hit that we didn't need to take, but it was because we didn't budget correctly. And this was, again, this was over a decade ago, but it was a huge learning point. And that was kind of the, one of our pivot points of, I can't do this again. I'm not, I'm not doing this again, wondering if we can make ends meet. You know, you've heard me probably say the adage of gym owners are oftentimes the ones sitting at home rubbing pennies together, hoping they turn into dollars. And I don't want that for you. And if you budget correctly, then you can make sure not only are you not put in that position, but you are profitable. You are making money. So there's a lot of factors that go into this. And if you want to get some help with budgeting, you need to register. Shelly is doing a uh, all-star budgeting webinar. Uh, It's this coming week. So if you're listening to this on Saturday, it's this coming week. Uh, You can get registered for it on the website. You got to take advantage of getting registered for it. If you can't find it on the website, message me. I'll send you the direct link. Uh, I'll actually, I'll even include the direct link in the show notes descriptions. You've got to get registered if you want some advice for how to budget for your all-star season. Shelly is a pro at it. Uh, She has a lot of really great information on setting up your budget. I'm going to give you a couple little nuggets uh, because I this would be a whole nother hour-long episode to just break down budget. But some of the nuggets are you got to make sure you understand your costs, and I'm talking about all your costs. Uh, you got to figure out exactly how much money you're setting aside for paying for competitions and what is your profit margin. You need to factor in coaches' travel, coaches' fees, coaches' pay at competitions. Remember, if you listen to my episode about the industry standard, you should be paying your coaches a fair wage for competition days. Um, Factoring in all of that stuff, factoring in choreography, factoring in music, factoring in uh, going to a summer camp, factoring in uh, any of those unforeseen, you know, all the things that you're going to get marketed all year long, the cutest practice gear, the this, that, and the other thing. All right, you need to make sure you're budgeting for it. And then if you are uncomfortable taking an item and marking it up at least 10%, then my personal opinion is that item's too expensive. If you're not comfortable marketing, marking something up at least 10%, like a set of... Um, practice gear or your uniform. If your uniform is so expensive, you can't mark it up 10%, then your uniform's too expensive. It is. I get it. There are some beautiful uniforms out there. Uh, One of my clients who knows I'm talking about her right now, um, she has a uniform that she fell in love with and her parents did too. And they wear it and dang, does that thing look good. It's gorgeous. It is blinged out across the board. It looks beautiful. It fits the athletes perfectly. Literally every athlete looks gorgeous in this thing. It is a dynamite uniform. It was way, 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 way too expensive. And in my opinion, that expense makes it not worth it uh, because you have no ability to profit. And then if just one kid doesn't pay or is late, you're floating that super expensive uniform for them. So make sure you are budgeting for all of those things and you're marking up at least 10%, if not more. When you're looking at your tuition, you need to be taking a hard look at your expenses in the gym to include paying your staff and you need to have 
like you need to have that set correctly. The last thing you can afford to do is have a tuition set that only covers the coach's pay, right? Then, you, then that's not enough in tuition. You're not charging enough and you're gonna end up losing money. Or if you have a uh, tuition that covers coaches pay and only 10% of the expenses uh, in the business. Or maybe it covers your expenses for the gym to be open, but it doesn't cover your coaches pay and you don't have any other revenue streams, which is a whole nother problem, right? That, that would also be bad. So you need to be budgeting really intelligently. And like I said, Shelly's a pro at this stuff. She has some amazing like spreadsheets she's built that she can help you kind of build. So if you're not signed up for that webinar, you need to get signed up. She's gonna have a bunch of great information about all-star budgeting. So make sure you sign up for that. All right, my last one. My last one, my last point was get people registering now. Get people signing up and joining early. So not only releasing the packet, not only um, budgeting correctly, but make it so people can join now. You wanna take advantage of the excitement. So when you release your packet, you need to have it so people have a way to register and sign up. And you also wanna make sure that you're creating some, not scarcity because there, we, most people know that there really isn't scarcity unless you are a gym that like sets a hard cap number of we only take this many athletes, but incentive to register early. Now there are a number of ways to do this and you have to find what fits for your program. So Shelly does a process where if you register at a certain point in the season, you pay less for tuition monthly versus if you register later, then your tuition is higher. We don't do that, but what we do for registration is if you register early, it saves you 50 bucks on your registration fee and it enters you into a giveaway. Uh, so you get a giveaway and it also allows you to sign up for your uh, level evaluation time first. So you get first stab to pick the perfect time and perfect day to come in and do your level evaluation. And that's done really well for us. Uh, it creates enough of an incentive for people to go, okay, I wanna take advantage of this now, but it's not so much that people are being punished just because they didn't know that registration was open. And that's really, I think, where I've always tried to strike the balance because I have a hard time telling someone, well, yeah, you just moved here from Wisconsin and you didn't know you were gonna be here, you didn't know about our program, and now you're joining, but because you're joining late, now you owe me all this money because you weren't here. Or you were at another program and you decided at the last minute to make a switch because of some reason and now I'm charging you extra money for switching over. So I don't, I, li I like giving my current clients an advantage uh, and an incentive to register early, but I don't wanna make it such a big advantage and such a big thing that I am deterring other people from registering for my program where I'm making it or I'm punishing them because they didn't register early. So we have our early bird, our on time, and then our late registration. And that, you know, throughout it, Early bird saves you 50 bucks, on time get, saves you 25, and then late is a kind of our full price. And that's how we work it, and it's worked really well for us. Uh, you've gotta have a way for people to register. This is so important um, for a variety of reasons, 
Uh, it seizes on the excitement. It gets people pumped. Uh, it lets you keep engaging with people and getting them excited for your tryouts. Uh, it gives you an opportunity to upsell and market and have things like a level up program like we have and other things to bring in additional revenue from those people. So there's a lot of really awesome things that can come from having those, those programs uh, or having that registration. And then lastly, uh, it is peace of mind for you as an owner. Like you now know that people have signed up. You now know, okay, I have... 130 kids registered for tryouts. I'm feeling really good or 200 or 500 or 50, whatever your number is, you're going to have an idea. You're also going to be able to know which of your current kiddos are not signed up to come back. And it gives you the opportunity to now engage with them to say, okay, there's a problem here that I need to be looking into. They're unhappy for some reason or something's going on. So I want to check into this with this kid. I want to check in with this family. I want to invest a little bit because I don't want to lose them. Now, it's entirely possible that you could be like, I'm done. I want this kid to go. Uh, but most of the time, it's we're, we're trying to figure out how to keep these athletes and have good retention. And this has actually exponentially helped with our retention because it gives us an area to focus. And most of the time, these athletes that are deciding they're not going to come back, the majority of them just want to feel appreciated and want to feel loved. And if you can, you can do that. You can build some relationship. You can build some of that familial bond. They're likely to come back. So creating that early registration process is so helpful. Plus it brings in additional revenue at a time when you probably don't have as much getting an extra, you know, 7,500 bucks per registration. It helps. Uh, it definitely helps as you're kind of in that um, twilight zone of competition seasons over. You don't have the assessments coming in and some of those other things. So really, really, really helpful to have that set and, uh, going in your program. All right. So I already told you all, you need to sign up for Shelly's budgeting, uh, webinar. If you haven't take advantage of it. If you were in Vegas, uh, at conference, it's probably going to be some pretty similar information. She hasn't completely redone the wheel in terms of budgeting for All-Star, but it doesn't hurt to get on and ask additional questions and learn more again on it. Um, but make sure you get on that webinar. It's going to be phenomenal. You are not going to regret it. Um, and it's just great free information. It's completely free. You got to take advantage of it. Um, it is so important that you guys are doing all the right things to get ready for next season. It's going to set you up for success. It's going to increase your registration. It's going to increase your client experience. It's going to increase your owner experience. You're going to be happier because things are more organized and things are working better. Is it going to avoid all the drama? No, it's not. It's cheerleading. You've got a bunch of uh, you're, we work with teenagers uh, and prepubescent human beings like that. There is just going to be drama with that. It is a youth activity, but this is going to reduce unnecessary drama by having a plan, by clearly communicating. There's so many good things that come out of doing all this. So as you leave this episode, I want you to get to work, right? That's your call to action is get to work. If you haven't already, get to work on your, you know, figuring out what you want your season to look like, figure out what offerings you want to have build your packet, set your budget, and then get people the ability to register now for your program. It is absolutely worth it. You're not going to regret it. As always, if you need help, if you have questions, if you just want to say hello, re shoot me an email, send me a Facebook message. I'm here. I am not like that hard to 
not that hard to reach. Uh, and people are always like, wow, I didn't think you actually meant you wanted us to, to message. I always feel bad. Don't feel bad. Do not feel bad. I would love to chat with you. If you are interested in learning more about joining the Academy, we can do that. We can sit down. We can have a conversation. I can connect you with our CEO, Justin, who can talk you through everything awesome about the Academy and get you set up with a coach. Uh, happy to do that as well. But make sure you are taking the steps to make next season, the 22-23 season, the best season it can possibly be for you and your business. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you are looking for another great cheer podcast, you've got to check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. Phenomenal information. Great friend of mine. Great episodes. I believe you may see him affiliated with a conference uh, with Next Gen. He may come and teach. We'll see. Um, we're working on it. Uh, so some exciting stuff there. But check out his podcast. It is absolutely phenomenal. He talks about great stuff with cheerleading. Uh, and as always, uh, share this podcast. Uh, you know, get it out there. The more gym owners that hear this great information, I truly believe the more positive our industry will become and the change uh, that we all want to see will start to happen. All right. Thank you for listening and we will catch you on the next one. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Next Generation Gym Owners People and Profits Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.